the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the WC Podcast. Today, we have a special guest all the way from Clark County, the shiny new county manager, my friend and colleague, Kevin Schiller. Kevin, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we want uh, our listeners to learn a little bit more about Kevin. Those of who get to know you, work with you, uh, have that fortune. But tell us about your journey to the county manager job. I mean, first, take us back to where you were born, where did you grow up, your school, your college. How did you get into the county and then how many steps to get all the way to county Great manager? question. Um, so as a county manager, if you would have asked me when I was in elementary school, I didn't know what a county manager was, nor did I probably in college for a while. Um, really, my journey began. I grew up in San Gabriel, California, so that's in Southern California. Um, both my dad grew up there um, and my grandfather. So a lot of history there. Um, went to school there. Um, my dad was a teacher. Um, so kind of was exposed to that in kind of a public surface realm. Um, parents didn't make a lot of money. So what I did, I worked a lot to kind of go to community college as I graduated high school, went to community college. Um, I love to ski. So that was kind of my passion, uh, surfing and skiing. And, um, honestly, I went to the university of Nevada, Reno to ski. <laughs> that wow. was my plan. Um, took me a little while to figure out college and what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people. Um, got into social work. Um, eventually, that was my major, graduated. Um, I actually went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming uh, for about three and a half years after I graduated from UNR, again skiing, um, but I got a job as a child protection worker and a juvenile probation officer. So all my exposure started there. I think probably one of the biggest pieces um, of that in my career, which probably formulated everything to get me here, is it's a small town with a big town feel. So you get Yellowstone, you get all these people, it, it kind of becomes a big city and shrinks down. But because of its smallness, exposure to the district attorney, public defender, um, on call 24-7, never got a break. So literally kind of got exposure. And I think what I really learned there was the power of relationships. Um, with the community, the power of relationships with agencies, um, made very little money, um, but got so much exposure and work experience. And then my goal um, at the time with my wife was to get back to Reno. So we moved back to Reno, which is where her family was. Um, I actually interviewed with Washoe County and then became a child protection services worker there. Funny story on that. The first time I took the test out of college to stay in Washoe County, I actually didn't pass it. So... <laughs> You know, you learn from your experiences, got experience, came back. Um, there was a child protection worker, worked my way up as a supervisor, then to kind of middle, man middle manager, assistant director, and then a director over really social service, child protection, and all those pieces. And then a lot of intervention with the courts. Um, I really thought that would be my path um, once I became the director. And then what you really learn in this, I think, is you get exposure to so many departments. And I think... You know, as much as I'm a social worker, I'm really a, a finance person, <laughs> a business person, how you structure deals, how you build programs, I think is so important in that public-private side. So eventually became a deputy county manager and kind of had everything under me, building development, all those pieces, social service. And then uh, Yolanda King, the former county manager, um, one of my big exposures from a supervisor on as I raised my hand to be in the legislative world. So that really changed my career. Because of the power of relationships, that's how I met Yolanda King. She recruited me here about six years ago. Um, and really, the rest is history. I mean, it's been a nonstop. We had October 1. 
Um, I became three months after I got here. That was a huge impact. I had to deal with the resiliency center, victim services. I had the coroner under me. So a lot of significant impacts there. And then, you know, as you know, the pandemic um, is really a massive exposure. And then really my challenge that Yolanda brought me here to do is to change human services. So how we do business, how we get out of the typical government speak yep. <laughs> into actually making things happen. And I think you ask me while I sit here as a county manager, that's that's where I'm at. My message when, when I talk to the board, they're the policymakers, but um, in doing that, taking everything to the next level of which workforce connections, the power of services around the people we serve, is is really where I'm focused internally and externally. Wow. Well, I, I asked that for the listeners, but I learned a lot about you there. I didn't know about the skiing. I didn't know about <laughs> Wyoming, but I did know about your passion. Uh, that's something that always comes through from the first day I met you, the passion to serve people, as you said. And, and I see you using, using your business savvy, as you said, to restructure programs, make better deals and work with us. Because one of the things I'm proudest of, as you say, is that uh, our work is about people, but it doesn't happen without partnerships. That's what unlocks the possibilities. And so we're really uh, happy, blessed that the, the county sees us as, as partners. And I know we're going to talk more about that in, in the future. So a lot to unbundle there. But, you know, when you talked about that your dad was a teacher, that meant a lot to me because you said something in elementary school we don't know what we're going to be. If you just say you're going to be a director of workforce development, I, you know, no, no, I yeah, I grew up to be a mechanical engineer and we end up in jobs, like you said, we never dreamed of. And so one of the things we're hoping to do with you as well, and we've done with now with our regional industry sector partnerships and several organizations is we've created little activity books uh, for that industry or for that organization. For example, in Clark County, uh, nobody would know, but there's probably hundreds, several hundreds of occupations, accountants and lawyers. And mm -hmm. and so I think a young child, a young person would not know that it, they could end up working in Clark County in that occupation. So really getting down to the elementary school level and, and exposing the labor market and the reality of jobs is something important that we're doing. And as we'll talk about later, we want to partner with you on that. Yeah. And I guess I would just respond to that. I think the issue of traditional workforce development I mean, you guys have time to change that game. Um, and again, back to being innovative. I think the issue, like, as I said, my dad was a teacher. He taught in an area called La Puente. Um, he was, for lack of a better term, a teacher, but he'd spent a lot of time with his students, showing them things they never would have seen, seeing the mountains, going skiing, those wow. types of things. So that part of it. But I also think the formulation in terms of the traditional, I go to high school, I go to college. Um, and this is what I'm going to study. It's it's all changed. So I think that's a real, and I tell that when I have new employee orientation, I have it every two weeks. What I tell my new employees is you could be me. You could be coming from aviation. You could be coming mm -hmm. from business license. You could be coming from anywhere. Be open to that. And I think the power of your statement is the partnerships, the relationships. We have an outward public that is our customer, mm -hmm. but we also have our peers. You're one of my peers. The issue of how those relationships, and I think that's where all the power lies. And I also think the communication in those relationships. So I agree. And I appreciate that about you, Kevin. And so we both serve on the LVJ 50, the, the board of directors of our regional development agency. Our friend, our friend Tina Quigley leads up that agency. And uh, as you know, their job is to sell Southern Nevada, to go out there and bring companies that are going to help us be a more resilient economy. And but, but that's changing too, the way we do economic development. What companies do we want here? Because we have uh, land shortages, water shortages, labor shortages. Uh, we can do better, I think, in our healthcare system. And so uh, as they go out there, and I know we're in those meetings together, but I'd love for our public to, to listen in. What kind of companies would you like to see coming to Southern Nevada? 
So I think you touched on several pieces. You know, when you look historically in 2022, you look at Sephora, you look at Crocs, you look at companies, Boxable, people that have come into play. When I look at it, kind of my background has really been about kind of, you know, there's a continuum of care in terms of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things, um, I was just talking to Jeremy Aguero about this, the issue of healthcare, the issue of housing, economic development and housing, they go together. Um, but also we kind of kind of do one with the other in terms of people bring, you know, families, issues, support. So I think one of the largest pieces I'm focused on is it's obvious we're talking about development and housing. We have to be careful how we do that because of water and we have to balance those pieces. But I think when you look at companies, I think healthcare is a huge one um, and healthcare with a different flavor. Because I think to the middle class, to those that can afford their healthcare, that's one of the commercial customers that are focused on. But as you know, and it's in your world too, we need to be focused on also the underserved. Yep. So we need to figure out how we do that as an investment in our community and really sell that to companies. So I'm, I, I, I kind of have a multidisciplinary view. I want all companies to get here. I think if we can change the flavor also of how we approach them in terms of, look, we're going to give you a workforce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we want to train your workforce and also focus on those services and those underserved that can become a larger part. There's many that change their lives. <laughs> As you know, you do it every yeah. day. That's a big focus. And then watching that happen. And I think healthcare is one that I kind of think technology is an obvious one. Um, you know, when you look at what we're seeing, electrification of cars, when you look at lithium batteries, when you look at all those pieces, it's happening. So it's really exciting. I just think it's kind of like, how do we wrap it around so it's not in a silo? So I'm really excited to be on LVGEA because I think that's one of my passions. And I really like to want to put that, I want to put that on the map. Like I want to be able to say that and market that across the country. I love it. I love that your voice is part of that group because we have business people, rightfully so, they drive our economy. But I think uh, something like the county, which is in the middle, it's pivotal to all these things happening that you just described, is important that your voice be there. And I know, again, Tina it wants to be more strategic about economic mm -hmm. development. But as you said, the workforce is evolving. Uh, another members of our another member of our board of directors is Motional. Emotional makes the autonomous uh, vehicle that pretty soon, not too far away on the strip, we will have taxis uh, or ride shares without a driver. And that's just an example of many jobs that will be automated. And again, as as you said, that means though that there'll be other opportunities for people programming those robots and that technology, fixing it. Uh, uh, and so there's always throughout the centuries, there's been uh, revolutions of technology, the assembly line in the, in the Ford in Detroit, the information revolution with telephones that you needed wires. And so I think uh, the workforce needs to evolve, as you said, and it's hard, I think, I know that you're being mindful. We want to be mindful of making sure that we can move people up that economic ladder in these new jobs. Yeah, and I think I think you know if you look historically at government and as a regional entity, we provide social service, but we provide all kinds of support services, whether it's permitting development. I think one of the things internally is how do we make it easier? How do we remove bureaucracy in our public-private partnerships and also change the perception on the governmental side? Kind of to your point, as we look to those private companies, they tend to be more nimble. So mm -hmm. we want to be nimble with them. So I think that's one of the inherent goals I have as the county manager this year is really looking at that internal house and how we can change that game, be nimble, and then become an active part of that conversation so that when people, if they're talking to me, they don't hear, oh, there's 35 steps and the bureaucracy, they hear, wow, like we want to get this done. 
I and I that. think that's a big piece of where I'm focused. That's awesome, Kevin. And to get, let's get back to the county. Before that, you mentioned another great friend of ours, Jeremy Aguero. I mean, we're lucky to have him here in our region. You know, he is the I think one of the few uh, business analysts um, that can make it fun because when he talks, you listen, right? He right. somehow he like brings going it. to a say, <laughs> you just kind of get mesmerized. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's true. So back to the county. Uh, many of our listeners might not know that uh, how many employees the county has, but of those employees, the myriad of occupations. Because you think you know, okay, well maybe taking care of the parks, maybe some of the transportation stuff, the plan checking, but but boy, you start peeling that layer and how many, Kevin, approximately opportunities? So so I'll kind of approach this two ways for the public that's listening. Um, Clark County is, is really a diverse place. We have so much opportunity. Um, I'll talk about why I think that's so important. But when you look across the county and I said, I'm just going to say what I say to new employees. I said, when you when you fly into Las Vegas, the first thing you see is Clark County, mm-hmm. that airport. You know, you asked about the number of employees. You approach nine to 10,000 employees between the airport and our Clark County Government Center and all across our region. So there's the human services side of this, juvenile justice, child protection, DFS, social service. But then everywhere you go, when many people don't know, when you're driving down the strip, that is unincorporated Clark County, right? That is, and I say this with, with pride, that is Nevada. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the economic engine mm-hmm. of Nevada. And I think for people listening, if you want to be in business licensing, if you want to be in engineering as you were, you could be in real property management, you could be in public works, the highways, the roads, everywhere you look in Clark County. And here's the time. This is the time because you know we're really actively looking for people to come into the system mm-hmm. and figure out how to incentivize that. So I think it's a it's a and I think from a promotionability perspective you have such opportunity. It's a true statement that, that people could be me. Yep. And I really think, you know, I feel blessed to have done that, but it's the exposure to all those departments. And one of the things I often do when I talk to new employees or I'm recruiting is I put up all 39 departments and I say, here's the 39 departments. What I want you to focus on is when you t- work into your job or you get the job here, these are all departments you have exposure to. So being county manager, To get here, I may have been focused on a social service program, but I had to learn finance. I had to learn public works. I had to learn how to build a building, right? All those agency perspectives. And I said, it's it's really like an opportunity in and of itself because it's so massive. It's true. And and Kevin, uh, would it be accurate to say that uh, if somebody was looking for a job, how many jobs is there opening in Clark County right now? I know it's not 10 or 20 or 30. It's no, more it's approaching a thousand. And that's, wow. that's the issue. And I think you are seeing this. We have this real need. Um, COVID was an impact, the recession before that and recovery from the recession, then COVID hit years, right? I think the, the, the labor market has changed. So we're trying to change with it. How do we create flexibility? I think the traditional days of I get hired and I'm going to have a PERS retirement system have kind of changed. How is your work day? How do I, one of my big um, charges and goals for this year in terms of our internal house, as I talked about on how we manage differently, is to also focus on our hiring and our organizational health. So not just getting them here, which is the challenge, but keeping them here. Employee wellness and those types of pieces, because 
I think that's really where you you create that connection and and people loving their work, right? Yes. Um, but in when you have ten thousand employees, I think the issue is it's a challenge, and so I think that's one of the things I'm really excited to do with you at Workforce Connections. And we've talked about this in past years. We we struggled in COVID. We're going through that. How do we modernize that? And then how do we how do we sell it? Right? How do we show people this is really what we're about? Because I think COVID nothing stopped. All of our services kept going, and and what a lot of people don't realize is I'm really trying to advertise all we do because we we just do it and we don't talk about it as much. So I think I'm excited about that. Yeah, as you said, it makes the uh, people take for granted all the county has to do to make sure our economy keeps going, public safety and health and all these things. So uh, let's go back to COVID because you said that. COVID taught us a lot. No, none of us expected it. If you would have said three years ago, Kevin, we're going to be isolated for a year and a half and out of our offices for a year, and we're going to stop schools and stop community colleges. Boy, but what has, I know, because I know you, that, that some of those lessons is what's making you a better county manager, but can you share with us some of the things you've learned during that challenge that now are helping you mm -hmm. and helping the county? Yeah, and I'll kind of do it two ways. I think if you go back to 2009 in the recession, I became a director of social service and child protection. And a lot of people, because of the recession was in its prime, said to me, you're crazy. Why are you taking this job, right? Mm -hmm. We were able to maneuver some things financially that gave us the ability to have capital to support agencies that didn't have dollars. But what that came with was opportunity. People were open to things. I think COVID, as much as it was horrific, as much as we all sat back and were like, oh my gosh, what's happening? The reality is it became a huge opportunity because it was a twofold discussion. One was it removed some of the traditional government reaction mm -hmm. to how we react to the needs of the community, mm -hmm. which allowed us to be nimble back to the private side. Mm -hmm. um, it also, in that same time, gave permission, such as workforce connections, other private entities to say, how do we do it differently? So this issue of telecommuting, working from home, like now there's Zoom meetings half of my day, mm -hmm. and that's kind of remained. The reset from COVID now is what is the new normal? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the exciting part. We get to kind of figure out what the new normal is. The other thing is, with a lot of the things we've done during COVID, we don't want COVID's done and it's not done. It's it's always an issue of where's the balance? And I said, we need to build on that innovation. I think it gave us permission to be innovative mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a strange sort of way because the opportunity is there because people really wanted to partner, you know? And I think that piece of that partnership and then what it allowed me to do, um, I'll just speak from a human services perspective, is actually be able to operate kind of like a private entity <laughs> with government rules, but as a private entity because the needs were so great. We had thousands of people dehoused. We had all these issues that were happening. And, and honestly, I would say COVID is probably one of the primary reasons I'm sitting in front of you as the county manager because I was able to execute on those things. And now I really just I take COVID out of it. I want to continue that stream upward. I like that. Yeah. Again, if we don't learn, how can we be better? And I, I see that. I see that uh, all these things that we were challenged are turning, as you said, into opportunities. So I really appreciate that. So, Kevin, I think what we've talked about really showcases that we, again, we're really proud to be a partner of the county. We have an, a great relationship with, uh, you know, the commissioners, uh, starting with who represents us here at Workforce Connections. As you know, we have elected elected, elected official consortium of which Commissioner McCurdy is a part of. Uh, but we also, we just got done uh, doing an event with Commissioner Segerblum and Commissioner Gibson. We've done with sons with Commissioner Jones and Naft. And, and of course, uh, MK, uh, <laughs> Commissioner Kapretrick, uh, always, uh, you know, brings us in where the need is. She's been a great supporter. So um, 
what do you see us doing in the future? Because we're, we're even if we stayed here, we're doing great work with you, but I know you want more. So what what ideas do you have that maybe we'll be working on together? Well, I, I've touched on some of them, but I really think one of the one of the challenges we're facing in the in the human resources world is promoting, obviously, and I think we're working on that. But I really want the engine behind that to be quicker <laughs> and move through a process so that we don't lose people. Um, I think that's a big component. I think the organizational health, I think the way to be innovative in terms of how we market Las Vegas and Clark County. I mean, we are such a great place. I mean, it's it, and it's undersold. You know, people see Vegas in the tourism light, but there's so much that's happening. And I actually think we can do things and we have done things that are innovative, that are the first of its kind and can be the model for the country. Um, I think one of my big objectives, you talked about the commissioners, is being out there. You know, that's my presence is important, but I think more importantly, from an employee perspective and a hiring perspective, how do we how do we sell that narrative you just talked about? Like we want to be at the next level. I want people to want to be here in relationship to where we're going and showing where we're going. And then also, as we've talked about using your techniques as a in, in a private entity in terms of how we do things better, because you can be a face of that, <laughs> which sometimes government can't be. And so I think sometimes it's how do we how do we change what we're looking like? And I think sometimes we're behind the scenes and you can be out front in that. So I think that's something you're going to see here in the next year. I think that's a goal. And I hope I'm sitting here in an interview a year from now and we're talking about here's what we did. So, you know, I'll, uh, you can count on us on that and uh, we'll mark it on our calendar <laughs> to have Kevin back next year so we can uh, celebrate moving the needle on that. Uh, Kevin, thank you for coming today, sitting down with us. Again, I enjoy your friendship and working together. Hopefully our listeners and our viewers today got to see a little bit more about one of the busiest guys in our region, the Clark <laughs> County manager. So Kevin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for another episode of the WC Podcast. We hope to see you at the next one. Until then, stay safe.